What a beautiful prayer. Christ be magnified in me. Will you pray the last verse of Psalm 19? And you're like, I don't know Psalm 19. You will when I say it. And now from the altar of my life, Lord, my heart, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, grace and peace to you from God the Heavenly Father, the great shepherd who calls you by name, encourages and equips you, and sends you out to serve. Families, who has one? No, seriously, who's got a family? Okay, me too. Do not raise your hand for this one. Do you like your family? I said don't raise your hand. Families can be complicated, can't they? Right? Some of us have really super healthy, loving, encouraging, uplifting, blessing families. I pray that's your family. But on the other side of that, some of us have families that we call in the biz, well, dysfunctional. Oh, there's a great grade and area of health when it comes to family systems. But here's what I know. In your formative years, the greatest influence in how you see yourself, how you see others, and how you live in the world is formed by your family. That's true for all of us. Nobody is exempt from that. Well, even in our text for today, in, in 2 Samuel, we've got two characters, right? We've got David and we've got Hanan. Two very different family systems. Two very different ways of seeing themselves and then living in the world. Well, we've heard the stories of King David, right? Man after God's own heart. We heard in our text that David was compassionate towards his people even when they had been humiliated. David sought the wisdom of the Lord. David was faithful in his commitments and his promises to Jonathan's family. David's surroundings, even though they weren't always easy, helped him to live into a healthy relationship with himself, at least this far in the story, others and God. And in that, he had what is called the favor of the Lord. That caused him to act with compassion and kindness to Hanan, sending him condolences on the, on the death of his father. Okay, keep that in mind. On the other end of the stick is Hanan. Hanan's family was what we'd call seriously dysfunctional. Hanan's father, the king, was a cruel, hard taskmaster. 
He had no mercy, he had no compassion, and he had no time for any one of his enemies or his kingdom that did not do as he decreed. He did some really cruel things. What do you think Hanan's interior world was like? <laughs> he had David. I could imagine that Hanan being raised where he wasn't always uplifted and encouraged, where he saw cruelty and humiliation as the norm, that would impact him. And so when he saw King David's men, the envoys coming to him to bring condolences and comfort, he could only hear and see what he had been conditioned to hear and see. And that was, he saw a war, he saw the fact that there were going to be spies, there were going, there, nothing good was going to come from David. And it caused him to be incredibly cruel, humiliating the envoy. You see, family systems matter, and the words that we hear create the world that we live in. And the truth is, is that our re inner reality, all the things that we say to ourselves and think about ourselves that, that we don't think the world knows, directly impacts the external world around us. So I want to just take a moment. Just be with me, church, okay? Just, just shoulders back. And just breathe. And then ask yourself this question. How is my spirit today? First thing Pastor John said to me as we were meeting each other, preparing for my coming was, how is your spirit today? How is your spirit today? Are you angry? Are you tired? Do you see the world as the perpetual enemy out to get you? Or do you see yourself as a beloved child of God? Who, yes, is both Satan, sinner, great Lutheran theology, but redeemed in Jesus Christ? filled with compassion, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, generosity, self-control. Two big spectrums. Where are you? How is your spirit today? Because wherever your spirit is going to be how you act in the world. Now, here's the good news. Are you ready for it? You're going to like, give me something good, Pastor. Here it is. While in your beginning formative years, both in faith and in your life, your family has the biggest impact on you, there is one that is working in this world and in, in you and through you and through the church to give you a new identity, to give you a new way of being, seeing, of doing. That person is Jesus Christ. In our baptisms, we are marked, we are sealed with the cross of Christ forever. We are brought into a family of believers, though highly dysfunctional at times. Rest into the grace of our Lord. We rely on God's mercies. 
And as we walk in faith with fellow believers, we begin to not hear the voices from our past and in the media and everything that surrounds us, but we begin to hear the voice of the one who calls you by name. And he's here. And he's speaking in the spirit. I love this passage from, from John chapter 10. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in another way is a thief and a bandit. But the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. And they know his voice. They follow him. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from a stranger because they don't know that voice. But Jesus' voice calls to us, into new life, new way, a new hope, and a new future. I tease my family. Man, pastor's kids, man, it's hard to be a PK. <laughs> I said, and I do say, man, instead of a college fund, I really should have set up a therapy fund for my kids. Because pastors aren't perfect either. How's your spirit today? Whose voice are you hearing? Are you listening to the things that have influenced you, that give you negative and suspicious and paranoid ways to be in the world? Or are we listening to the one who goes ahead of us? Parents, our job is to get our kids up and get them out. And be behind, still there to encourage, not our Lord. <laughs> our Lord leads us out. The power of the Spirit, the Lord reminds us that we are the beloved children of God. That we have been equipped and given every good thing we need to go out and be a blessing in the world. We are called friend. We are called sisters and brothers. We are called. There may have been some names that you have been called in your life that are not true, that have left a deep mark and imprint on your spirit. But today I bring you the good news of Jesus going out before you. That says you have a new family. You have a new head of your household. You have a new way and a new day to live into the world because words create worlds. What kind of world will we live in? What kind of world will you create? Well, I'm all about practice. Faith does not always come easy. Yes? Okay, you've been raising these people up, right? Because they're all just like, nah, it's a piece of cake. You online, I know you're saying, yeah, faith is a piece of cake. I need a lot of practice, spiritual practice. 
So this week, band, I'm going to invite you to come back up as we go through our spiritual practice. I offer to you an opportunity to enter in deep spiritual practice so you can hear the voice of the shepherd. The first thing we need to do is just notice how what we hear, what we see, how the people around us shape and influence our attitudes and our emotions. What you're watching on TikTok, what you're watching on social media, what you're watching on the Netflix, what you're watching impacts you. And then be attentive and just notice. And then reflect back on how these relationships in your life, all of them either build you up or tear you down because if they're building up, you will go in the world to build up. If they are tearing you down, you will go into the world and you will tear down. Think about that. Then our, our third part of the practice is confess. We, we forget this. Friends, we have a loving Heavenly Father. So think about the times you've sown division in your wor words or disunity, those places we've gossiped. We've been super hypercritical. We've only perpetuated dysfunction. Confess them. And then pray. You get to do this every day this week. But let's pray together now this prayer that you see. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. By your grace, may I live this day compassionate of heart, clear in word, gracious and awareness, courageous in thought, and generous in love. Amen.